All right, Inappropriate Earl is back. Uh, thank you to Casey Moran, who I think set an Inappropriate Earl record last week, his sixth time on. Today I have a couple of real wild cards on the podcast. Uh, we have maybe, it might be his sixth uh, uh, episode as well. The, he was on the very first episode, kind of. It was one episode 1B because episode 1 which will never see the light of day because it's just disappeared into the ether was Jason Galern and comedy store door guy turned porn star Jason Washington uh, and for 3 hours all Jason Washington did was talk about how big his dick was and how uh, he put it in some girl's butt and uh, she left the business the next day uh, but that episode well it's just like a deleted scene that was deleted permanently you know they say the Stallone film Cobra was uh, 87 minutes long the, the the cut the real cut was two and a half hours Jeez. It's just it's out there in the United Artists vault probably never to be seen again uh, so the great Carlos Herrera is with us hello as well as uh, the sidekick of all sidekicks the Crockett to my tubs uh, Chandler Barbie I thought you were going to say I was the girl in Casino to your Robert De Niro. My fan base don't get that reference. Uh, Why wouldn't they get that? People have seen Casino, Earl. Do you know? Yeah, what? but they think, oh, you mean Goodfellas, and it's a whole. I get a lot of Casino references because me and uh, you look just like him in that with the glasses. We're watching. For those of you, this is a video uh, less podcast. We have Casino on in the background on the seventy-five inch. 4K high definition TV. I was able to buy for my cartoon money, my roast battle money, uh, my uh, I'm dying up here money, my real Rob on Netflix money. But you still got a hookup from Ari. Hey man, the Jews get the hookups. <laughs> Ari needs to come back because our Wi-Fi shit now. So that's I don't know a what Ari Mana. What do you Shafir's mean? Shafir's another. It doesn't story. work. Yeah, what yeah. does Shafir help you with? Yeah. He gets it's, him into uh, trouble. It's, 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 he's he's you know, too hot to touch right now. Ari Shafir, still, his touch reached as far as me because Earl told a story about Ari on my TikTok live and got <laughs> got me permanently banned. Oh yeah, you're on TikTok live. Just from live. Just from live because of a story he told about Ari. Well, no, in the what, background. Uh, what happened was we were walking. This is, I think, the first week of the pandemic. And, you know, me and Chandler were really bored and we couldn't go to the gym. So we were going that night. We walked to uh, Hollywood and Highland from, my, wow. yeah. from our house, which is like, I don't know, six miles. Uh -huh. It's like a 12 mile walk. Halfway through, I think she was. Uh, I was I, have, I was like talking like 24,000 followers. Yeah. And they were like, tell us a story about the comedy store. They wanted Earl to tell a story. And uh -huh. I was like, great, tell a story. And the first story he decided to tell was about a porn star sucking off Ari. Oh, Ari the, in the OR? Yeah. Dan yeah. Madonna, they were arguing who had the biggest dick. And me and Don Barris were on stage. And I think. Donnie! Donnie! Uh, and uh, Tripoli had roped this porn broad in there. And she's like, well, why don't you guys get on stage and I'll suck both of you off and uh, see who has the biggest winky. And uh, so sure enough, Ari and Dan pull their pants down. Me and Don are doing the late night band. And this girl's blowing both of them. Now, me and Don, when we were doing the band, there was like literally four people in the room. Mm -hmm. uh, within two minutes of this girl starting her oral sex, 
you couldn't have fit. You would have thought Chappelle, Chris Rock were doing a one-man show in there. You couldn't have fit another person in there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I told that story on TikTok. And the story blew up. So then more followers started yeah. getting on the live. It's like hashtag Earl's story time. It's like starting Basically. to go viral a little bit. Pretty much. But I didn't like hashtag. We didn't do any weird hashtag. I, someone no. obviously reported it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably just some like random person who knew of what had happened with Ari. And so, they reported it instantly. And I was so innocent. I was just like, "Fucking Earl." And that's the, the shitty thing about TikTok. Two is, minutes in, he blows my spot up. But they give you one shot, like on, like if you mess up once on TikTok Live, you're done for good. Yeah. So I don't have TikTok. So live is separate from your usual posts. Yeah, like Instagram. There, it's like Instagram, um, but they're live. If you have over a thousand followers, anyone can go live. Okay. But the cool thing about their live is they blast it to the whole platform. So not just oh. your followers know you're live. I see. And so if you start gaining traction, it's kind of like what, like Twitch or something where you can see other people are streaming. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And so it got really popular and someone reported it. So That's they were like, up, they're Earl. like, you're never allowed to go live again. But you can't tell a story about the comedy store uh, without breaking community guidelines. Yeah, on, yeah pretty probably. much. Yeah. But they don't really tell you that. You know, they don't say. Uh, I didn't know that was a thing until they're like serious pornography is the reason. <laughs> Which I guess looking back, I mean, there's a hundred worst stories i could have told uh yeah that's not even the worst story about that place like there are stories that like oh if like a police officer heard it would be bad yeah. i mean there was a story <laughs> yeah. where, one night where don barris got this porn star to eat some guy's ass <laughs> so nasty. Uh, on stage <laughs> and like it was like wow this place is crazy this was right before it started popping Back in the day. Back in the day, about 2013, this right before. before the Me Too era. Before the Me Too era. Back then, it was the Why Not Me Too era. And uh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> uh, Wait, did you watch all the Epstein documentary? Yeah, so, uh, we watched it all in a day. Yeah, me too. I finished it. This uh, episode, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about a thousand things more. So we uh, were so bored uh, during the pandemic that everyone's just binge watching. I mean, I watched the whole season of Bosch in like seven hours. Uh, <laughs> I love Bosch, but, uh, you know, usually I do two episodes at a time, but I was just like, all right, I'm just going to watch the whole thing before yeah. it's over. Then we watch Waco. Uh, watch you know, Waco in two days. two days. And then we're like, what else is left? And was that good? Oh yeah, uh, it was great because Comedy Store Legend Tate Fletcher's in like every episode. Uh, he's in he everything. Has one line. It's so funny, dude. He's from the Al Sims Earl Skakel acting school of being half the episodes and get one line in. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> me and Tate are going to teach a uh, master class on uh, how to get your uh, name in the credits without trying. Well, he has such he's a in look everything. too. It's wild. Yeah, he's uh, he was in Westworld. He had Westworld, a great yeah. scene where he uh, I think he killed someone. Uh, He's in the Mandalorian. The first, first scene in the Mandalorian. First scene oh, in the Mandalorian. Right. We were watching when we were home for Christmas and we were like, wait a second. Yeah. That's Tate. That's right. I forgot he was in Mandalorian. That's so yeah. weird. I think he was in the second season of The Ultimate Fighter, actually fighting. People forget he used to fight in the UFC. Like, so it's, uh, it's crazy to see the comedy store in all reaches of pop culture. Mm -hmm. And like... Like even with like Rogan and Spotify, it's like so weird that someone from the comedy store can make like like CNN headlines. But like you forget that that's like kind of a thing that was happening before 2013 as well. Yeah. Well, it all really 
I think Rogan got his massive bump from the uh, Mencia incident. Yeah, which is- Red Band, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't, I don't know if he gets a cut from that hundred million, but he should because, like, without you Red heard Band it here first that night. Yeah, you know, I mean, Rogan's always going to be a big comic, but like he that put him on the map of like, oh my god, this place is wild. The list, you know, it's like the perfect clip for the podcast world to see. Oh my god, the Rogan's crazy. We're gonna start listening to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so wait before we get into the Epstein thing. So when I see that there's going to be an Epstein miniseries, like it's so horrible that I naturally smile. I feel like that's something like all of us have in common in comedy. Well, the reason why is because Earl and I and a couple other people were recently in the past two months on a Zoom conference call. With like a producer, yeah, they're looking for new oh, talent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking for new talent to because all the shows on TV are shit. New talent, not young talent. Just kidding. New Just talent. <laughs> but we're on this call and we're all like giving our names, basically for like we're like slating for the camera, and it's like, oh, I'm Carlos Herrera, I'm 33, etc., whatever. And when it gets to Earl, he goes, Yeah, I'm Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> <laughs> and it just. I said that you it looked like me, him dude. in the in the documentary. There was like a picture because this might be he is fucked. a good looking guy. This might be fucked he up. Was. I'm like he's not ugly. Like they're like this monster. Well, was, he was known for being good looking. I like, apparently, I would if I was. Well, I like older men, but I was like I would fuck him. Like, like I feel like lots of girls do. Like that's yeah. got to be normal. Yeah, but he like, was good looking and had money. Like yeah, you, you look at Keith Richards. That guy probably fucks hot girls look at his face yeah uh, you know and he's got money like, like if you Wein- have money you could fuck anything yeah weinstein looks gross but jeffrey epstein i'm like if you're over 18 well, that's the problem they weren't wasn't well, i know that's what i'm saying but i went mind. out with a 19 year old how, like, how old are you i'm 33 i was 32 at the time i don't think that's bad at all as as- it was the first no. time i'd ever gone out with someone that young Mm-hmm. Like even when I was 20, I'd never been out with someone who was 20, like because I didn't go to college. So I was around older people. So I right. moved here and um, she was really cool. Like I I really did like her. But there was like, like, I can't imagine what Epstein was up to if like they were in similar ages. It's not like they were in their 20s and they like they're educated it's like a little different of a vibe and i just couldn't like i didn't get it with the yeah. thing like it's definitely like a power thing oh yeah like well it's even it's like i have friends that use uh older dating websites uh like seeking arrangements yeah. i've been on that and a lot of times a lot of my friends who are in college it's a big selling point for them to put in their bio i'm this major i'm in communications or marketing or whatever in college this year because the men want to use it as like i'm gonna help you i'm gonna get you connections i see like it's it is a weird power thing where they want to help you but they also i think it's a sense of fulfillment in a in an odd way control yeah oh for sure like all control for sure but it is like i know girls who they're like you will more likely get picked if you say you're in college and what your major is and that's a lot of times business they want business girls and they're like oh we'll connect you but also you're gonna date me for 
three yeah. years. And then when they graduate, they're like, okay, see you toots. That's wild. It's I met fun. some cool girls mm-hmm. off there. I bet you did. Uh, you want to hear something crazy? I'm scrolling on Facebook and I hadn't seen this girl in like two months. She was great. She came over. We watched Hustlers, rented it off YouTube so it could be streamed right to the TV. It was a great night. Like we really got along. Mm-hmm. I'm scrolling on Facebook like two months later. R.I.P. My girl. <gasps> she's gone from this earth. She died. Isn't that crazy? How? I messaged her friend and she was like, OD. Oh my God. But like recently or no? Yeah, I found out like three weeks ago. It was a really bad moment, especially because like I had had sex with this person. Yeah. Like I, I don't think anyone I've ever had sex with has died. So even yeah. that kind of thing, like the contrast of like life and death was so like weird. And I don't know. It just felt like like people really hide their like sadness. Have you way. watched Duncan Trussell's new show, The Midnight Gospel on Netflix? I haven't seen it. No. It's first of all, it's genius. Okay. I think everyone should watch it. But he there's, a, Duncan, there's an yeah. episode he talks about where he had this conversation with someone at the comedy store and he was going on and on about something so dumb looking mm-hmm. back and that person died in a car crash a week later and it made him look within and be like i had one of the last conversations that person had on earth and yeah. i was going on and on about myself about something so stupid mm. and he's like that really got to me and it and it it made me look within and be like i how many times have i done that and been so yeah. unaware yeah, that's yeah, super I mean, cool, though. We can all be a little more present now yeah. when, like, sharing moments. I like that. I mean, I that's might cool. have had the last conversation with Brody yeah. from anyone at the he store. He was supposed to do your podcast, right? But we talked the night before on a Wednesday night, like, I don't know, what, one or two in the morning. And then I said, I'll see you tomorrow. And then he left. And, yeah, you know, that's how bad my podcast was uh, to do. He just said, I fucked this. I'm out. Yeah. How long? Now I'm doing bits. No, I texted you that day. I remember I like texting you. I got, I was on a group text with like, I think like Esther, Pavitsky, Benji, Aflalo, people like that. Like, mm-hmm. like my close friends. Um, And there were like this, there was this rumor going around. I think yeah. it was like the Howard Kramer tweet. And then I texted Earl and Earl's response was, he was supposed to do my podcast today. He could have waited till after, I'm just saying. Like, it's like Piper did Can you the imagine same. the numbers? Oh, my God. Piper did the same thing. He was supposed to do my pod. And then, you know, he died a few hours before he came over. And it's like, man. Fuck, I'm glad I made it here today. I'm like the podcast Me. Grim Reaper. <laughs> and another podcast guest, Laura Donna Nashi. She got killed by her husband like two days after she did my podcast. So, really? Yeah, it's great. That was really sad. Like it's that's the, it's horrible. The Kennedy curse. She, oh, Skakel curse is much worse. <laughs> it's rubbing so, off on everyone. Uh, it's like Corona. Yeah, Basically. Corona. I killed them. Uh, <laughs> but you know, in the pandemic, you know, I mean, we just had another comic kill themselves. Uh, Richard Bain. I didn't know him. Uh, you that's know, he, sad. He committed suicide like I think two days ago. You think it was because the pandemic? I don't know. You know, I did one show with him. Uh, I, I, I didn't. I don't know what his person. Where? Uh, oh my gosh, some horrible. It was an old gay bar turned into like a straight bar in Los Feliz. Oh, weird. The Hyperion. Oh, on. I think I know what you're talking about. But it was like weird. The second you walked in there, it, not that you could 
you could tell it was a gay bar in the 70s it was just had this energy and uh, <laughs> wait you can walk into any room and just tell by the energy dude this place used to be a gay bar well, in I the knew, 70s <laughs> well dude like you know i knew this was a gay building that we live in now and a lot of people were like how do you know it's a gay building the second the realtor showed me this building like you know you go into most buildings lobbies you know uh and they have the magazines where yeah you know for your guests to look at until you come down yeah variety the hollywood variety, reporter you know this is people. all just like men's magazine vanity fair yeah oh. no, it was like <laughs> uh, vanity uh people us uh, i used to it, read us weekly i would buy them when i moved here and read them when i'm in traffic and like when i park to get the, the hot gossip hot goss yeah but i knew before this was a gay building yeah. because the magazines were like ebony humpers yeah. <laughs> take it in the ass weekly i'm like this might be a gay building it still is like that at the pool or mag magazines well i love the facts that you know i've lived here for 20 years and like my neighbor uh, i don't want to say his name but uh he's been here since the building opened in like the mid 70s he's like you know eight people in this building have died of aids i'm like oh great <laughs> and uh, earl's gonna be the ninth <laughs> well the guys at the last two lived in your unit i'm like hello uh, jesus so but it, i mean you think about it this building was in west hollywood in the, the 70s and 80s even before aids was like a thing so it's, it's not that surprising yeah this building has seen some shit mm -hmm. oh yeah, like I mean, this street you're off of that bar at the corner like i think i got roofied there like the six Abbey? months ago no like right oh, like revolver yeah like at that actual place i mean oh, that's yeah. fucking on me for being there but like yeah <laughs> that's another podcast <laughs> Anyway, I was with my coworkers. Well, I bet you right. Well, I can't go. Larry and Steve. Because <laughs> okay, for those of you who don't know uh, where me and Chandler live, we live in the heart of West Hollywood. Well, I didn't want to blow up your spot. He no. does already on. Oh, Instagram I know, line. I know. I didn't well, want to Google do it. Earth, you can look up. I mean, it's not hard to figure out where people. But you're live. on your Instagram live, showing the showing address. our address, oh, and I'm like, out there. Yes, I'm Earl. like Earl. Cut the feed before you get to our building i almost least. moved to this street like a lot of comments. five down uh, no reception though for me nine uh there's a building in the 900 block of larabee uh <laughs> that uh a lot of comics have lived in like famous like mark Marin lived in this you know it's like so central to uh la comedy but uh, this is a wild street because the flaming saddles which is a gay almost like a cowboy bar yeah uh, in the 80s used to be uh, larrabee sound which is where uh, prince did some parts of purple rain oh cool ozzy osbourne did the ultimate sin with jakey lee on guitar bob daisley on bass don airy on keyboards and the prince of pound tommy allridge on drums did you like the osbournes uh no i didn't really you know it made like one of the most iconic rock and rollers into a bumbling fool i loved it like, I don't want to see Ozzy not knowing how to turn on his direct TV. Right? I loved that show. Yeah, that I was had like it the on first DVD. reality show I liked. <laughs> that well, and The Simple Life. things. Oh, like yeah. Paris and Nikki. But, like, I just, that's not the Ozzy I want to remember. Like, I want to see the Ozzy who looked like B. Arthur coming down from the roof of the arena. Like, I saw Jack speak at an AA meeting once uh, in West L.A. The like, Log Cabin. Oh, man. I'm a veteran of that place for sure. Log Cabin's an iconic... Uh, recovery house people go to meetings there but they're all they almost uh demolitioned it because they're building a new hotel and it's a whole but they saved it what's the new wait do you ever go to catch or anything like that 
No, we got fucked over. Fuck uh, Wait, that's right. I know that from this podcast. So for those we of you, hate uh, that place. Okay, fuck catch then for now on. Uh, the Lakers go there. They need to go somewhere else then. Well, uh, luckily the pandemic is probably going to put a place like catch out of business. So, yeah. Uh, you what know. about Maxfield over there? Maxfield, I got a Guns N' Roses shirt for $100. It literally is so flimsily made. I have to be careful when I put it on or else it'll rip. Like, Is that uh, cheap for you, like for a t-shirt? Yeah, no. that's why he's like, dude, I bought a shitty $100 shirt. There was a, a boutique. Guns N' Roses pop-up Maxfield store. I mean, you yeah. took a picture there. Like to show you how expensive this store Sounds was, cool. I have a Guns N' Roses vintage shirt that I got at the concert. It's like 30 bucks. The same shirt. I'm talking five hundred dollars. No, the same <laughs> shirt. Like literally, they probably someone went to the show and bought it and said, "I'm going to keep it and sell it down the road." Fourteen hundred dollars. Oh, because they just switched out the uh, cheese the, the tag. back tag, which is well, what they what, do at Fred Siegel. That's, that's what I was about to say. That's what they do at Fred Siegel. Also, Earl works out in Fred Siegel t-shirts. If that tells you anything, no, it does. That's like. Like um, it makes me furious. Exactly. That's I think that's like baller. Like uh, like Yasser. I've talked to him about this. I think Yasser Lester about like Yeezys. Like it's lame if uh, if like your Yeezys aren't dirty, basically. Yeah. But I draw the line at like fourteen hundred dollars sneakers. It's like of course. How many times do we see a nice car? I'm like I wouldn't drive that car, and you're you don't believe me. And I'm like I'd be afraid I hit a pothole in a Lamborghini. And, you know, if you, you had would the here. money, you would drive the car. I though. really wouldn't. Like a Porsche is like a nice. I feel like he's a Porsche guy. Like he that's wants like a, a Porsche. Yeah, that's like a, a rich guy car. I, I just they're sexy to me. You look at a Porsche and you're like, that's a. It's weird to say a car is like my car I have now is not sexy. It's just a block fast. I like car. SUVs. Mm-hmm. I would just get a Mercedes SUV, mm-hmm. a G wagon, something like that. A B C like, D E F G. I'd like a G wagon. <laughs> Where'd you get that? The Bravo. These are the bits he's been riding in quarantine. So pray G, for his I'd want a G-Wagon. <laughs> Earl, these are very relatable. <laughs> no, I'm going to. He's trying to get in with the G. Wait, Gen what are Z. your, for shoes, how high do you go? Like, wait, what are you wearing right now? Let me just tell you the worst joke I've written in pandemic. All right. Jesus uh, Christ. Let's go. It's the worst one. Because, I mean, you're, you know, it's a weird creative time, like where you have the time. Yeah. But, you know, you turn on the news, it's all bad. Trump sucks. Trump's great. Uh, you know, this amount of people are dying. And so I'm not feeling, like, stimulated. So I wrote this yeah. joke. Uh, uh, hey, I watched all ten episodes of The Last Dance, and uh, this is the shittiest Donna Summer documentary ever. <laughs> Hello. That's not that bad. It's actually. just made for the OR. Uh, Jesus. What the fuck is going on with Michael Jordan's eyes in The Last Dance? Is he powering down? Ma, 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 ma. Powering down because his but, eyes, would look yeah. Like, but then do like an impression of him powering down. What am I, Melissa Via Senora? No, it's just the end of a comedy bit. By the way, I am excited, and then we're going to get into Epstein. I do have a cast member of the movie Showgirls coming on the podcast today. Uh, no, no. Uh, when this is all over, I reached out to her. Everyone from that movie has told me no, they don't want to talk about it, and she was like, "Yeah, I'll talk about." Is it, it. the lead? No, no. I, you know, I, I did like. I did take what I could get. It's the girl who in the uh, my favorite scene of the movie. Where he says, go fuck off the chub on your face. Close. It's the girl who he says, I've seen you before, haven't I? Yes, Mr. Moss. I auditioned for you in February. Your nose is fixed. I like it. Nice smile. Your ears are sticking out. 
They are. Come back when you get them fixed. See you. That girl. That's amazing. I think that's such a cool thing you do on this show. Well, so you get, like you should do that for like someone from a Michael Mann movie. But nobody cares. Like, but like the people that do really care, and that's cool. I mean, it's like, like you're doing Bernie Sanders. I'm getting who cares girlfriend. about Bernie Sanders? If Bernie Sanders was here, you think like that it'd would be, be weird. Yeah, but like <laughs> if Bernie Sanders was on this couch, Bernie, let's talk about uh, Herman Cain and his text. No, you'd be like, dude, what do you think about the Epstein doc? You want to hear about Don Barris? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Bernie, what are your thoughts on uh, you know, you know, Danish and O'Neill? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going back to my roots on this podcast, where you, you know, you have to. Well, I, I did hit that one uh, stretch where I had like Brody on, Jeff Ross, uh, Guy Branham, Chris Frangiola. It happened naturally, though, probably. But I had like six guests in a row who all had 250,000 followers on their various sites or more. Yeah. Uh, and it, like the numbers were great. I was like in the top 20. And, and, and now it's like I just want to interview my friends, maybe someone from Showgirls. Uh, you know stuff like that because that's what i did in the beginning you know like i reached out to the bad guy from superman 2 yeah that's perfect literally probably hadn't been in a movie in in 25 years and he was great uh he was the guy who didn't say anything you know he was the bad guy who just you know he had no words he what about tate fletcher earl skakel school of acting mm -hmm. So I'm going back to that now and just, you know, I feel like that'll make you happy. Just doing what you People originally numbers too. Like, yeah, I know. But that's Chandler, like such the rat race. Like, but, but even Chandler was like, you, if they don't have more than, uh, or less than 2,500 followers or whatever, you're like, you know, you're, what are you getting out of it? And it's like kind of true. And I hate thinking. Yeah. That. What about Vanderpump yeah. Rules? You like like those were funny episodes, and they have yeah. big. I would have Jax on, and Jax has actually said he would come on, uh, and with him it'd be great because we would talk hockey. Well, I think that's like when Rob came, uh, Rob Riggle came on. Thanks. To he you. liked it because <laughs> Rob, Rob likes to talk about eighties wrestling because he he loves Which is it. Perfect. But no one ever wants to talk about that in an interview with him. Except for one guy. Except on one for show. one person who <laughs> wants to talk about rock and roll and 80s wrestling. Because mm -hmm. Rob grew up in Kansas City, where okay. a lot of it was. Where so Owen he, Hart died. So he loved that interview. So he's like, yeah, I'll do his podcast if that's all he wants to talk about. So I think that's awesome. you need to be authentic with your podcast. Yes. Plus... It needs to help both parties. That's the point of a podcast. If you're going to interview people in your podcast, it needs to be beneficial to both people mm. as well as authentic to your brand. Which is tough because my brand is obscure movies. You know, like I want the bad guy from Cobra on. I'll guess the guy has no social media. But for me, it would be like, fuck, this is the bad guy from Cobra. Yeah, which yeah. is cool. But what about also people like Santino or something who are like big font? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like who you, you are to... good friends with. Uh, you can yeah. just talk shit with. Like that's kind of the perfect thing. Yeah. Uh, or, you know. Like Fahim, someone like, you know what I mean? Uh, or, you know, like I just recently uh, reconnected with Brittany Furlan Lee, you know, who I yeah. used to uh, do comedy shows with like. Back the in the Angela day, Bowers era. Yeah, uh, she's cool. Yeah, she's she's always nice. She's nice. And, yeah, you know, obviously her husband's Tommy Lee. And yeah. Oh my god. Uh, you see the sun in the hills, the new season. I don't watch the hills. Um. Yeah, yeah he lives in Malibu. I didn't like the new season. It's trash. But yeah. I did see Spencer Pratt's Crystal. 
I, his stuff was funny to me. No, I saw his shop and I was like, oh my God. And I wanted to go in and Earl had no idea who I was talking Wait, about. where? It, where were we that I saw his We were, uh, in Malibu? we did this amazing hike in the Malibu Hills last week with Lois. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And it was like out in, it was, oh no, it was in the Palisades. Okay. That's where it was, it's in the Palisades. Uh, and I saw I the sun and I was like, oh my God, I want to go in there. Well, I, I mean, now the uh, hiking trails, except for Runyon, uh, are pretty much up and running again. So that's a good, yeah. good exercise that we could take Lois on and she yeah. can do most hikes. Oh, it's, how's the dog park in WeHo? Uh, it's closed down right now. There's no, uh, which makes sense, I guess, uh, with the amount of people who are so close to each other and dogs. There's still like uh, rumors that dogs can catch it, the, the coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is weird, like two months in. Lois uh, has gone. Okay, Lois. Uh, I think <laughs> Lois is dying right now. <laughs> Lois, do it on the podcast. Help the numbers. Let me start Instagramming live Lois dying. I don't think we've had any dogs at my rescue that tested positive for coronavirus. Like, no one's gotten sick from any But of they the don't strays. know yet. It's still like a... Uh, but, like, I'm not getting sick uh, from, like, straight... Like, the shelter dogs, at least. You know, I've said it before. It's a lot like, you know, when AIDS came out, it was just, like, it was a gay disease because it was primarily showing up and bad houses in New York and San Francisco and West yeah. Hollywood. And then, you know, one bisexual guy slept with a gay guy who was infected. That guy sleeps with a straight girl. And then, oh, straight people can get it. Like Lois, like, it's I, okay. I think Corona is like that right now. We don't know who gets it. We don't know who's at risk more than any other. You know, it's, yeah. we don't know if dogs can get it or. Does Lala really come to the, to <laughs> the pet shop and help? Carlos, yeah. uh, for those of you, we're going to get it. Oh, you watched the show. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos works, uh, or volunteers. I work. Are you crazy? Uh, he works at Vanderpump Dogs, which is, if you watch Vanderpump Rules, which, you know, a lot of you do, uh, is uh, there's a sideshow coming or do we, can you say that? Yeah. What's I mean, that? I can't, really, I don't know what's going on because of Corona. That's basically it. I think that Corona probably delayed like, everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, yeah. I mean, we're we were it's, looking forward to Animal Kingdom. That's our favorite yeah. uh, network show. Big and Brother, a Big Brother uh, Survivor. I think Big Brother's filmed, but I guess they can't do the. They live. can't edit it or anything because all the editors are at home. Oh, that's wild! They so. did the last dance from home. Apparently, mm -hmm. like the last like three episodes or something. Mm -hmm. I still want to do a reality show of twenty black guys living in a house and call it Big Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no one leaves the house it's like a whole thing <laughs> so uh wait let's talk epstein all right let's yeah. start so we're gonna uh, jeffrey epstein he's a murky kind of like me he's like no one really is <laughs> unsure where his money comes from he's, he's murky i like that good looking guy he had nice jack i didn't like the color's house you guys are similar good looking guy no one knows where your money comes from and likes young girls yeah, but mine were yeah <laughs> we're all tracking i mean uh has my uncle bill gazari said uh, I liked 18 year old girls when I was 18. I love them now. <laughs> Hello. Thank you, Uncle Bill. Uh, but uh, hey, listen, 18's 18. But I think it really, I, I think what creeps people out with underage girls is his age because he was 60. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, of course. If he was younger, it would be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, like to a lot of people I know. Like it would be like, that he was oh. fucking 14 year olds. I've had discussions with many people like say the guy say say he was 21 
Okay. I don't think it's cool. Okay, so you if know he's, how I feel. No, we know oh, how you well, feel. I know it. Yeah, I know. Twenty-one and a fourteen-year-old. If I had a twenty-one-year-old friend, I'd be like, dude, don't do that. If, that's insane. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's insane. But if they were like 16, 15, 16. Fifth, 15 if it is was too young. if sixteen and like a twenty-year-old. That's such a barely moment, but like you know, the twenty-year-old's kind of lame. Yeah. But like I had a sixteen, eighteen, normal. But I had a conversation with an A-list headlining comic. I mean, they, they are very big, tour all over the world. And, Bill Cosby. Uh, uh, what? No, Harvey Weinstein. He's just going, hello, what a face. No wonder he had to rape people. Jesus Christ. Who's his skincare consultant? Seal? Who, who's your neighbor, uh, Ronan Farrow here uh, in WeHo? Well, watch out for BuzzFeed. Once they get your meat hooks into you. Gotta go. Uh, Chandler's been contacted by BuzzFeed. And He's like, Jesus. I can't be the whistleblower on some yeah. stuff. Chandler's got a potential situation. Might be the episode that breaks the podcast. Wow. But... Uh, yeah, I, I think that's the what people think is the the worst thing is. Well, he was just sixty. Like it's like no, they're, they're, let's concentrate on their age. Yeah, under eighteen. It was just yeah. so predatory. It was very like Weinstein esque. At least like mm-hmm. maybe worse. Well, I think it's. I mean, I don't even. I think it's worse because of the age, like being fourteen. Like that's crazy, and like right. you're traumatizing these women, these like young girls. But also like. You don't think like Epstein would have done that if he had lived in Beverly Hills, you know, and like was a mm-hmm. movie producer. Like it looks like the predators just prey on what is like the highest level of like weird fetish they have in that area. Yeah, you know? I think it's I think it comes down to a predator is going to find a way to mask what they do in the dark. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the movie with problem. with money, <laughs> money power whatever it is it's incredible that you can cover so much up Mm -hmm. when you have that yeah and from the documentary if you take away the money if you take away his success if you even take away his looks at the end of the day he was grooming young girls who were innocent and had no other way out they were usually from a broken home Mm -hmm. they were usually needing you had he had something they needed Mm -hmm. and even with Weinstein, he had something, these young girls who we've all seen that yeah. get off the bus and were the prettiest girl in their school, come to L.A. and fall in the sea of beautiful women. Mm-hmm. And Weinstein preyed on those women and was like, I have what you want and you can get get it if you do what I ask. It's wrong. Yeah. But I think that's literally and I think the only thing that, you know, makes it because everyone's a prostitute in some form. I understand that, but like, but what he did was wrong. Yeah, it was crazy. It was a fourteen-year-old girl that you manipulated. It was literally Lolita. Yes, yeah, that's what it was. It seems like really perverted, mm-hmm. like getting the massage and then like them being like, "All right, we're gonna take off our clothes now." Like, mm-hmm. like this is like normal massage shit if you want it to be, but like the fact that it's with a fourteen-year-old, it's like it's it was enough for him. It's and like. Yeah. I remember in the documentary, they were talking about how he would purchase um, girls from families in France, Mm -hmm. fly them to the Virgin Islands and then send them right back. And like, that's crazy international human trafficking. It was a huge ring. Like the fucking pilots on that plane. They didn't see like three 14 year old girls. Anyone could be a pilot though. Well, I can like, here's the thing too, is I cannot say who it is. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact 
there is an island off of Mexico on this side of the coast, like okay. on the West Coast. Yeah. That there are people who are big golfers okay. and other politicians who go down there and fly in girls. Yeah, it sounds about right. And that's so no gnarly. one says anything. It's kind of like a secret. I know people that are assistants that work for these people. Mm-hmm. And the fact, and they're so scared because they all sign NDAs and are paid so well. Yeah. They're like, once you're in, like once you're in an NDA and you see that, then you're like, I'm kind of fucked where I can't say anything. Oh yeah. It's like, it's such a trap that like. It's and you so- don't know until you sign that contract. Yeah. It's like, I think it's like sad. Yeah. That like uh, there are such legal loopholes that they can even do that. Mm-hmm. Like just sign this NDA. But if I do anything illegal and ethically wrong in everyone's eyes, um, you're going to get sued for telling mm-hmm. them. Like that's like so fucked. And there should be like, I don't know, like some ultra liberal lawyers that get you out of that from Harvard or something. Uh, Jeff Figer uh, on the case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like that the lawyer in the documentary, even though he was threatened Mm-hmm. heavily and followed in his fan he was like i'm not gonna abandon these girls yeah because i feel like that to me is a terrifying feeling knowing that i'm putting my family in danger yeah for just trying to defend innocent people yeah i you think know? i put myself in his shoes and i wonder if he's like oh the consequences could be lethal but like it if they were to happen, they would come from people connected to like presidents so mm-hmm. it's well, almost yeah. like a badge of honor and like an honorable thing to do, like mm-hmm. regardless of death, which I do understand. The documentary basically spells it out for you that Bill Clinton w- was, was aware yeah. of everything. Oh, and yeah. He most likely participated. And that was like Trump, too. Well, yeah. def- I mean, like for me, I always wanted to like ignore the Clinton stuff because I was like it was too like in my head, it was like alt-right adjacent, the argument, the anti-Clinton argument because mm-hmm. of the Trump 2016 election. Vince Foster right. suicide, uh, you know, uh, Black, not Blackwater, but the, what was the land deal? It, it, it's something water deal. Like, uh, you know, and then, but Trump is on tape with Epstein. I know. Talking about, uh, hey, look at that girl's ass, (laughs) you know, and Trump's eyebrows are out of control and like, you know, so he had both sides on like Clinton at the island 26 times or something. Something like if you go anywhere, but like, you know, this any guy that does something 26 times, that's like you're doing it's shady. It's funny. You're kind of a goofy guy for doing it 26, 25 more times, 24 more times like. I mean, Earl and I have known each other since like oh nine. Like he knows the things that I've done twenty six times. Mm. They're funny late night things. So yeah, Clinton, if anything, just reminds us of the people we already know. And that's I'm why I'm sure. like, well, I'm laughing during the documentary because I'm thinking of Earl the whole time. Well, everyone does. It's like, wow, Earl, this looks like he wears Varvados. So some of those jackets are nice. You kind of have a jacket that looks just like that. You, you got a little better hair than he does. But like, I mean, Epstein was just this, the one that fell on the sword for everyone, and then they had him killed. I mean, yeah. Epstein probably would have been good at roast battle. That's though. not. I mean, it's not going to change. <laughs> Kings. Kings would steal young women back in the Roman times. Yeah. Or and, even and, like and the, 200 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I mean, do you think. Uh, sec, like sex trafficking young women has happened for thousands of years. Do you think that Epstein's the only guy? No, that's what I'm saying. I think that it still is going on. I'm just saying like 
he's the one that fell on the sword this time. Mm -hmm. There's probably a hundred people like him in Hollywood, casting directors, uh, you know. There is. Didn't they show Spacey on the plane yeah. or something? Yeah. They didn't have any little boys Tucker on the island. Rush Hour. Which fucked yeah. me up. So I was like, oh, a comedy guy's there? Oh, no, not true. Trust me. Uh, there's a, I'm sh I could name probably five comics who were on that island at one point. Oh, uh, does this have an open mic? How about an open Jennifer? Oh, but I feel like that makes you not funny. Like there, but I don't think you can be funny and cross certain lines yeah. ethically. Like, but every comic does. And be a prick. But I don't. But I think there's a limit. Like I think comedians will push the lines. This is something. There's a I noise. Think there's coming. a seal at our front door. <laughs> But well, I mean, that's why I don't want to know any comic, any famous comic. I don't want to know them. I don't want to know their, you know, every, you know, when you have money, and especially for what Chandler could speak to this, men are in power over a pretty young woman. I'm sure you were uh -huh. like attempted me too. Mm -hmm. Like that's going to go on. Well, forever. that's like, that's like when we started dating. Um, 24 years. He had never, was. he had never met me at the store because I kind of because you know there's like a few different crowds yeah of course and I ran in a different crowd mm -hmm. before we met and when we started dating there were certain comics he was friends with that I was like I will not have any association with them ever okay because of certain instances that happened to my girlfriends okay. that were very serious yeah or things that I've seen them do at parties that no one knew about yeah. And when he found that out, he was like, what the fuck? Like Earl didn't even know. No. Because which means I probably don't know. Which and means they're hiding their bad behavior from their but friends. Exactly. Sometimes they don't hide their bad behavior. Uh, like, you know, I've dated girls up there where uh, big name comics knew we were dating. And they would openly like be pawing them right in front of me. I'm like, you know that. I mean, people know that we're engaged and I've had people. Oh, yeah, she, really? She, she yeah. A door guy. Uh, uh, recently. Recently. Like, up and like, this guy knows me. Like, a door guy texted, texted we're not, you? We're not like friends, but we're, we're very good acquaintances, I guess. I was like, dude, what are you doing? And I was like, didn't you just see me sitting on Earl's lap in, a, in this Instagram post like yeah, two seconds ago? That's not cool. Um, so you think a guy like Epstein, like uh, oh, she's fourteen, great. Like, you know, they don't. There's just no rule. I, I and it's like even guys that roofie people that are in the industry. I'm like, what are you doing? But people still do that. You're saying. Oh yeah, roofie what? people and stuff. Yeah. But like, like, because I thought I was roofied at Blazing Saddles. But like, oh, for me, and like comedy and Hollywood and all that stuff, I'm like, I've never even like seen someone roofie a girl at a party. I feel like I've been to a lot of. I've parties. been roofied. Yeah, I. But like, yeah. it's just crazy because I don't. I guess people just hide it. From this me. is a very dumb but kind of smart. I'm I'm kind of an idiot in some things, but when I was in when I was younger, yeah. My best friend, Gabby, who works in the industry, too, we both were roommates and we roofied each other to mm -hmm. see what it was like. That's amazing. <laughs> and fast forward three years later, we yeah. got roofied at the Godzilla rap party. Oh, wait, which one? Like In the, Atlanta. Wait, the one with Brian Cranston? Yeah, the last one that came out. Are oh. we going to name the people who were at the rap party? I'm trying to get ready. Anyways. Let's get to um, the party. <laughs> or no, the one with Millie Bobby Brown, that one. Oh, the, the, the last one the with like okay. I saw anyway, with Danto, the Chinese. We got roofied, and then we were both like, "The fuck!" It was like that moment where we made eye contact, and we were both like, uh -oh. "Oh, I remember this feeling." Yeah, we were like, <laughs> "We gotta go. We gotta wow. get out." 
So that's really cool. Like yeah. you've both been to this distant land and you're like, oh, we've been here together it's a, before. You know, that's cool. You know what it feels like. Once you've once you've had it happen, you're like, something ain't right. I like that. Female roommates mm-hmm. roofie each other. Get used to it. Like that's, I mean, Navy that's, SEALs. Because <laughs> like, that's how you, that's a good you know. That's Sheen movie. Navy SEALs, him and Michael Bean. I never over. saw it, weirdly. It was but referencing I mean, clerks. Pigs. Like, I'm sure it premieres. Yeah. Like, oh, you're uh, you're an intern for Rob Riggle? Here's my car. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had people, I mean, the Abbey Roofies people. That's the Abbey's a gay bar down the street, but it's like four, it's now it's like a weird uh, mixture. Of like it's a bi bar. Straight, uh, yeah. Bisexual bar. I went there not long ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I you bet you did. <laughs> they love you there. Is there an open mic? How about an open Steve? <laughs> I was like, so out of it i actually like danced at the abbey it's like at 1 15 a.m it's like a it's like a good you're in a different state of mind club vibe like i don't give a fuck i'll go to those places and like have fun yeah well, what's that's that why place west, west hollywood's changing now because the gay the gay crowd doesn't like the breeders coming in like the abbey breeders 95 gay mm-hmm. and now it's probably like 60 40 gay. what's a breeder breeders are straight straight it's people a gay term for a straight person oh wow so like, i never get called like, that because they all think i'm gay yeah well i mean you're a good looking guy <laughs> yeah they don't like breeders so you know it's just funny to see like have you ever been like grabbed or anything in weho like uh, by a man or anything like that like had any um, like borderline like a ton but i mean i remember once i was dancing uh uh, at the abbey and uh <laughs> with this girl and this guy comes up and goes honey you're beautiful but i'd really like to suck his dick right now <laughs> so uh, but you yeah. you get cat called a lot oh yeah, yeah I but bet. i got that me too by a gay casting director I mean, oh yeah the britney murphy story i've told that story a million times it's great it, it can me too stuff can happen to guys like yeah. i don't know if there's a female, oh yeah I had a thing happen this year with a guy mm-hmm. where, like, I called two friends after. I was like, something weird just You're happened. You're like, I don't know. I feel odd. Well, yeah, I just, I did, I felt like what you hear, like, girls on 2020 talk about where it's like, oh, I left my body and I didn't know, mm-hmm. like, what to do because I didn't want to, like, be throw rude. everything off. Well, not even, like, be rude, but I was like, this will have consequences in X, Y, and Z yeah. and, like... I'll, and I like had to talk about it in therapy and be like, oh, like I need to like definitely a million percent stand up for myself from now on in that moment oh, yeah. with this person. But it's weird. Here's the thing that makes me mad about the Me Too movement is like that shit's been going on forever, right? Yeah, of course. And they just say it's like mainly producers and stuff. But like I had an incident when I was 20 in the industry. Mm-hmm. That was a very serious thing. Here in LA? It was uh, on a movie in North Carolina. Okay. And then I moved back to Atlanta and I basically was like, I can't, I can't work with this person ever again. Okay. And I never reported anything, but I told my superiors who were women. Yeah. And they were basically like, talked me through it. was like, it's okay. This has happened. Like, let me tell you my experience. And they did a lot, like they protected me because I was so young. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward a couple of years later, a younger girl I had gotten in the industry had something happen. Jesus. And she came to me. And so it was like, I was put in that position. My superiors were put in. And it's the conversation where you have to, you have to tell a young woman, I will go to the cops with you. Mm-hmm. I will go report it if you want to go, but we need to go right now because yeah. if you don't and you go back to work, 
this is what's going to happen. You're less credible. You're less credible. They are going to have good lawyers. You are not ever going to work in the industry again, probably. Like you have to have that real conversation. She didn't report it. Of course. They never do for that reason. And she's very successful now in the industry. Nice. But it is, and now she's got 20 year old sheep, you know, mentors and it's, but it's that thing where every woman has to have the conversation with the younger woman and be like, I'm going to be real with you because I feel like no one is. And it's not going to feel good to hear, but your options are very limited in following your dreams or reporting what's wrong. Yeah. But look at Jeffrey Epstein. Like the guy was beyond powerful. Like a casting director is like, how powerful is this guy outside of this business? Oh yeah. Imagine the Epstein. You're like presidents on the line. You had judges blackmailing everyone at the same time. You know, he was beyond powerful and you know, $500 million plus or whatever, probably more than that. Uh, so I can and you imagine. know, to be honest, if something happened to me and someone was like, if you keep your mouth shut, I will give you a million dollars. I'd be like, well, I guess I'm going to keep my mouth yeah, shut. I kind of would too. Like, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. It's like the old Robert Schimmel joke where they asked him if he would suck Mike Tyson's dick for a million dollars. And he's like, that buys a lot of mouthwash. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I mean, if this guy at Fox would, I mean, you know, at the time I didn't realize it was like wrong. I was like, oh, this is just the business. I'll deal with it. But, you know, if he would have put me on, uh, I don't know, Millennium with Lance Hendrickson and <laughs> blows up my comedy career at the time, I was just really very green and beginning. I'm like, oh, I guess, well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see why girls, actresses. Uh, oh, completely. You know, and actors. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the casting, or not most, but like a lot of casting directors are gay. Or I can't know. do it with like the yeah, gay casting directors. Now. No, I've had like, like all of us here have. I have, I've had like offers and stuff mm-hmm. and I just like, I just can't. I don't want it that bad. That's how yeah. I feel. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I'm not like an actor. I don't care that much. Like I'm yeah. not like Emma Stone in La La Land. It's not like. La La from Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> I love La La Land, Look, Lois. She wants a hug. Uh, I mean. Uh, she knows I'm one with the dogs. But I know plenty of ones uh, who would do it. And just like, I know uh, one in particular, she, it's, and there's men who would do it too. Like she's a female comic. She'd fuck anyone just yeah. to get ahead. Like she would. Oh fuck, yeah. And you know, uh, you know, she's the type that if I were an open mic, what's her Instagram? Uh, uh, hello, uh, at Earl Skakel. <laughs> Books fuck? for her. I'm transgender now. I probably get in trouble telling her. I got in trouble for trans stuff at work. We got to be careful now. I mean, like it, now, you know, ever since the Ari Shafir, you know, which was obviously a, a very misguided, you know. He didn't read the room. Uh, read the earth, dude. Well, yeah, really. That's no, true, though. Like, but I think Ari was so used to like making fun of Ralphie Mae when he passed, and 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 busting all his comedy friends' balls when I they gr- passed. He yeah. didn't uh, go. This is probably outside of LeBron and Jordan, the most iconic person walking the earth. He always right. hated the Lakers, though. I, I think he just didn't. But it's almost like Ari's job. But it doesn't matter. I think it's Ari's like Ari takes his role as a comedian on this earth seriously. And I think him completely owning it and being in character always is there's a part of it that's super honorable and admirable to me. And mm-hmm. I think comedy needs people like Ari Shafir 
to be the boundary of everything. Like he's the last stop. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, there's like people on the road and stuff doing dirtier stuff than Ari, but like, you know, oh, he's yeah. doing it so like sharp and professionally that like, we need an Ari so that there can be a super G rated comedian and everything in between. Right. It's like without art, it's like without evil, there's no good, you know, like, mm-hmm. like Ari's doing the it. Lord's work. I think like you can make fun of Ralphie and I've done it a million times uh, making fun of like, we all love Ralphie May. He was the best, but you know, I, I've told a few fat jokes or whatever, <laughs> like, Hey, I'd jump into the coffin with him if there was room. Yeah. Uh, I like but, that one. But, but none of us, I mean, I, Ralphie May's iconic in the comedy world, but you know, if you're not a stand-up fan, you probably don't know who he is. Yeah. Like everyone knows who Kobe Bryant is. It also That's probably just wasn't smart for Ari to do that, knowing that they shared the same publicist. They did? So. I didn't even know. We that. were all they like. did. Yeah, We were all like. Now they're down two clients. What are you doing? Like, just wait a few days. Like, but in Ari's defense, not in terms of he didn't give a fuck. I, I get think, it. Yeah, but it's, I don't think he knew there were kids in the helicopter. Not that it would have been any. Uh, right. There weren't. Uh, I mean, Ari's so fast and topical. Like, literally, I think he just thought it was him. Like, yeah, I understand that Ralphie, too. Uh, before Ralphie was at the crematory. <laughs> Jesus, 594 pounds. That guy's taking the week off. Uh, so, uh, I, yeah, the whole, like, I'm, look, I was at work when Kobe passed. Mm-hmm. I learned, I put it on all the TVs. Like, I fucking cried. I cried for like two weeks. I was very upset. It was very, like, Kobe connected me to my childhood. He was yeah. always the rival of Tracy McGrady and the Houston Rockets. Like, mm-hmm. they were, I hated it, but like at the same time, I think that the world needs like, like Ari Shafir is necessary and I don't agree with what he said at all, but like, uh, you're not supposed to agree with everything in comedy. Like it is also comedy is subjective. So I hear exactly what you're saying. And we have the freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. We have the freedom of platforms to use it for what we want. And the world reacted the way it was supposed to to Ari. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I, their right. It is their right, just like mm-hmm. it's his right to say it. Exactly. And it, I think people just need to chill out on the internet a lot because we're so quick to cancel people yeah. and we're so quick to uplift other people for weird stuff that I'm just like, I've told him, I get nervous posting anything sometimes on the internet because I don't, want people to take it the wrong way and yeah. then cancel me so quickly before before they even listen to what I'm saying or yeah. understand that it's a joke. Like I, I post sketches on TikTok that are so, I, po- I post them when I'm stoned. Okay. And I think they're funny. And sometimes they get taken wrong. And I'm like, guys, do you know that I'm a, I'm a professional comedian? Yeah, like you're funny. Like and you know what you're joke. doing. Just accept it or don't. Just, don't tell me what It's not do. serious. Wait, you smoke weed? Yeah. Uh, you do you smoke weed here at home? Mm-hmm. Wow, Earl allows that, yeah. or not allows because you live here. But well, like, here's the thing. Wow, he, I wasn't allowed to smoke weed in the house at first, mm-hmm. and then Stephen Piercy came on the podcast yeah. and asked if he could smoke weed in the house, and Earl said yes, and I was like, well, if he can celebrity, do it, celebrity, celebrity. Well, no, I mean, I have a. Uh, by the way, inappropriate. Through the balcony. No, I smoke on the couch. Oh, uh, why it- do you want weed? 
No, no, no. I was He's just in I was recovery, man. What oh, sorry. No, I re, I re, no, I relapsed. <laughs> the fuck? I relapsed. <laughs> oh, congratulations. He's relapsing right now on no, the I really, podcast. No, I'm surprised. This could be the podcast that breaks my numbers <laughs> to make Carlos relapse. No, I'm surprised because I know Earl's super clean that yeah. he that you do that here. Mm -hmm. I don't also, mind pot smell. Like it's weird. Uh, I could be at certain comedy clubs in certain areas in the back where people are like blazing the store uh, yeah uh minding the store hello oh god that uh, fucking show with tommy tommy uh tommy morris another inappropriate inappropriate girl guest work you got stephen piercy the star of the new geico commercial Jesus. Uh, it's true though tommy People morris tommy morris is now playing guitar in panama uh why don't you get like swartz in on or something like that he's he would he's uh, fucking funny and i think he'd like your banter with him would be great. Yeah, I mean that's, but that's what uh, that's like the golden guess from the standpoint of we're friends. You could talk to him about the wrong Missy that just came out. The wrong Missy with David Spade. I love that movie, by the way. My friend Ali edited it. Really? Mm -hmm. I thought it was so good. Mm -hmm. I, it was so like crazy. It's kind of like an experimental movie, and like, yeah, how can someone just do a Jim Carrey craziness Weird thing. thing. Like, how far can we push it? I thought it was really cool. Spade's my favorite out of that whole group. Uh, like, uh, I just love his dry sarcasm. Me too. Like, he told a story about... Just rich that. guy stuff. He's funny. Yeah, but he was on a date with Kai a Jewel porn star. Kai uh, Jewel in here? Yeah. yeah. He was on a date with a porn star at the Rainbow, and they're having a dinner, and... Uh, she's like, hey, I just got a call. I got to do an anal scene. Can I meet you back at your house? And he's like, well, we can pull the plug on this date. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing it justice, but it's like, I love his sense of humor. No, he's like the rich guy who's like annoyed all the time. Kind of, I think it, it's fucking funny. It's mm -hmm. hot chicks. I mean, he's successful and, and not, he's like Schneider, where like, you know, he's successful at movies, TV, stand up. Like, how many. Most people we know aren't successful at one of those fields. But he can nope. still go to like the grocery store and yeah. just be like chilling. And then yeah, pork the hot cashier. Hi, I'm David Spade. I never see. I saw a really hot pregnant woman yesterday at Trader Joe's. And I was distracted by her. And I went against the arrows on the ground and I got in trouble. I was really embarrassed. She was like. <laughs> Did she laugh at you? She looked over, but she was wearing a bandana. I couldn't see oh. the smile or not, but she was definitely like eight months-ish. Are was... you attracted to pregnant women? No, I think... Actually, I was thinking about this today. I am. like That's I, like a fetish. I don't find them unattractive. No, I'm not... It's not like a fetish thing with me. Mm -hmm. I was actually like, oh, like my uh, taste in women must be like... Uh, I'm like maturing. Changing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I thought that was cool. Yeah, um, now I'm really attracted to 18-year-olds. Uh, I have friends fuck? that <laughs> when they get pregnant, get hit on way more. I Yeah, I think it's just like like a life thing. Like men are attracted to... Women who are fertile. Yeah, I think it's all nat Like it's yeah. a very natural thing. Because when I saw her, I noticed her uh, amongst everyone at Trader Joe's. And I was like, I was like, I kept like looking over at her and I stopped myself. I was like, you got to relax, Carlos. But it's she also you want what woman. you can't have. Like what? You see a pregnant woman. Yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, She's like claimed. <laughs> you know, it's like I can't tell you how many DMs and whatever I get. Uh, Who are they? Oh, but I'll you kill get them. it too. Like you know, when you're taking people, whether you're a guy or a girl, I don't get uh, a lot of DMs. Yeah, but you're but it, you're not. But you're single. Right now, are you? No, I'm not. So like, when uh, you're in a relationship, like. You not want that, what you can't have. When that, I was married, I got DMs. See? That was the problem. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> not that <laughs> not that Earl wasn't a 
a catch or wanted before we started dating. Oh, you know, I, young yeah. women significantly started t- messaging you when we were together and when we got engaged. Because it's the whole thing of, uh, well, she's fucking him, you know, uh, you know, maybe he'll like me, uh, you know. Uh, Good luck. Uh, you know what Six. I've noticed lately? The past like three girls that were like into me all had boyfriends mm-hmm. and it kind of set it made me like like not date for a long time because i was always like kind of holding off for these girls oh but it's like a weird thing yeah. i noticed and i was like oh am i just like an escape from your boyfriend like at the dog rescue like oh i'm just like you connect me with like that means they're unhappy in their relationship That's, so they're using yeah. you as an emotional boyfriend like taboo thing Oh, he has a girlfriend. You know, I broke, I used to break up relationships because if I would see a, not, not in a bad way, but like mm-hmm. if I was working on a show or something and like, I feel like everyone has like natural chemistry with certain people yeah. you just vibe with. Yeah. There was a particular guy that I had worked on two movies with and I would randomly always see him in New Orleans mm-hmm. and he would come to my desk every day on this movie and talk to me at lunch. Like, yeah, like a friend. To where everyone thought, he was into me, like in my department. I didn't know anything about his life. I didn't know he had a girlfriend of four years he lived with. Yeah. And once someone told me, they're like, oh, he's got a girlfriend that's a makeup artist. And I was like, fuck, I'm so into this guy because we talk every mm. day. So I, when I was getting ready to move, I messaged him on Snapchat because we were friends. And I was like, hey, I, just wanted to, you to know that I've always had a crush on you. Like, I think that you're so cool and so funny. Mm-hmm. And that's all I wanted to tell. Like, I didn't, with no intention to break them up. Just to get your just to truth let out him know. Yeah. yeah, just to let him know. Like, I just want you to know you're like such a catch. Mm-hmm. And then he broke up with his girlfriend for me. Wow. So I was like, you know, that's just a sign of like, Put yourself out there because you never know. Who's oh, I unhappy. tried. It didn't work. Don't worry. Oh, These never girls mind. didn't. They didn't leave their boyfriends for me. <laughs> then fuck them. Those bitches. Yeah, you're I not. Once they know they like you're into them. You get it's a real cat and mouse game. You know, once they know they have you, you're less desirable. Oh yeah, In my experiences. Like yeah. I got one of these girls like Nikes. I just started buying her shit. Why would you do that? I was like, you need new shoes for work. Here oh, you never want to do. I that. went to the Grove. <laughs> Oh my god! To the Nike store, I, I do that. I love the Nike store at the Grove. I can't, dude. I can't fucking wait for that shit to reopen so I can just go to the movies. We love shopping. Go to Nordstrom. I'm, I'm moving over there on Saturday. Which part? Why don't you give out your address on the? Post? Are you moving like six six zero near Erwan? I'm above it. That's so nice. But like. If you guys are at like Nordstrom or whatever, because they're old guy, you know, you're in a fight and you got to get her some uh, Tom Ford sunglasses. Just holler. Yeah. I can't go to Barney's anymore. Earl usually gets me all saints when we're in a fight. I'm saving up for the Barbados uh, summer collection. They got a black leather jacket. I've got my eyeballs. (laughs) How much is it? Um, it's like twenty one hundred hooves. <laughs> do you know? But do you know how much money we've saved because oh, he bet. hasn't went to John Barbados in the last three months? <laughs> what his clothes fit me like his size fifty two and his jackets. It's literally like they were laser cut for me. Like they fit perfect. That's awesome. Uh, but I except Saint Laurent is like superior. I love this. What I got this. I sent it to Earl. 
Jezelnik has is, a. Uh, Ooh, that's nice. What is yeah. that? It's a, you gotta it's explain a, it's it. It's a Saint Laurent uh, black and white palm I like tree that. wallet. Palm. How much did that cost? Uh, four hundred. Yeah, that's I mean, not bad. His, uh, yeah, but it's like for the small leather goods at a place if it's starting at like four hundred, you know, it's like a. Fucking I mean, nice place. I have yeah, I have purses from there. Yeah, I bet. So <laughs> from I mean, Big Jezelnik Daddy has a leather jacket he wears to the store, and it's like. It's like a Porsche, just like not many clothes to me are sexy, but his leather jacket he has, I think he wore it on his last special. It's like, that's a sexy jacket. I mean, they just, like, I have a dress. My friend Chloe is an actress, and she can't wear stuff after she's worn it on the carpet, so mm-hmm. she'll give me a lot of her designer items. Yeah. And she gave me a dress, and it the way they cut their stuff, it just fits it's- perfect i know it's so insane it's the superior. difference i know it like makes me mad when i'm like yeah the expensive shit really is fucking different. and it lasts it's expensive for a reason yeah you know, if you want like i mean barbados and saint laurent are like the top dogs for men's fashion but if you don't like that you can go to like all saints you know i have an all saints leather jacket like a bomber one that's it's fucking sick it fits me perfectly mm-hmm. like i love all i saints. love all saints me too i they're t-shirts so soft but it's funny because like i'm like a small medium usually but at all saints i'm an extra small i feel so embarrassed when i'm there the girls are so hot and i'm like you know i think i'm cool so i'm rolling in there buying a bunch of shit alone oh i got a hot blonde at all saints because she knows chandler Mm -hmm. and just by you know not knows her but just knows because we we shop on melrose right yeah yeah Yeah. she just looks at me and goes well i mean are her tits Uh, she doesn't say that but like she's like well how is she compared to me? And I'm like, um, she's a little bigger up top. Uh, yeah. But she gets the right sizes. He comes home and has every size that fits perfect. That's amazing. Yeah, it's great to like have a girl. It's like that scene in uh, Enemy of the State where Will Smith is going lingerie <laughs> shopping and the blonde with the huge jack titties is like, well, is your wife this big? And he's like, oh, she's definitely not that big. <laughs> and like, it's not like that, but. By the way, that was the, uh, Gene Hackman's last. I think it might have been his last movie. So sad. When he dies, I'll be sad. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the great uh, actors. But, you know, here's my thing on buying nice stuff. Hmm. Someone, when I was younger, a person in their 30s was like, when you get older, you're going to start appreciating quality over quantity. Yes. And you're going to want nice things that last. And now that I'm closer to 30, it's so true. Like I'd rather have a few really good items that are genuinely going to last me for 30 years yeah. than buying the same shit that's going to break in a From like year. Madewell or yeah. not top, top shop mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Or like American Apparel, even though they had nice soft stuff. It, like my American Apparel stuff fell apart within like f- five wears. Tell us your joke. Carlos is one of the, my favorite. I've been doing stand-up probably 20 years now carlos is one of my favorite jokes uh, about the african-american apparel i can't even remember it right now okay wait what is it i don't I, remember I mean, but it was just like hey, no i gotta like listen to it it was I, a, like it wasn't like a racial joke but it was just funny it's the plain there used to be a store called american apparel and carlos had a joke about you'd always do it with your police academy joke fuck now i can't remember it I don't want to butcher it, so we're not even going to do it. What goes to jokes that you know that you might not be able to say in this day and age? You know, it's a, not a racist joke, but it's it like kind of I, it could be taken wrong. Approaches, you know, like I have a joke that I used to do that I wouldn't do anymore, 
about the wrestler Chris Benoit who killed his whole family. And I think you, I heard know this. Oh, one. it's a horrible. <laughs> like it's it's awful. But when you know when I'm going on at the comedy store at one in the morning trying to get the crowd going. Well, you're and, creative. It's like there's no. But I get, I wouldn't do this joke anymore. And it was like, hey, at least we know his finishing move worked. Uh, yeah. And but like, you know, that could be a. a you know, I think it's all good. I think 1 a.m. is all good. But I mean, like, if that someone tweeted out, hey, I saw this comic do a Chris Benoit joke, because, you know, it's an awful, it's a horrible, horrible story what mm-hmm. he did. But he apparently he did his finishing move, the Crippler crossface, on his wife and kid. Like, that's how Jeez, he killed That's him. so fucking crazy. So, uh, and so, you know, I could see people going, dude, you're like, you know, let's cancel this guy. Let's fuck this guy. So. Yeah, I feel I feel like you're not going to get canceled, Earl. Well, I would put it this way. I have a friend of mine who just got on a major network show, and he was like, dude, it was the scariest thing. They looked at all my social media. I told him to delete his Twitter. If you guys get that show, oh, yeah. I was like, delete, you know, just delete everything and start tweet, over. Like, you know, I remember once. I've searched a bunch. I've tried to clean it. But you can, you know, they'll if you're, if you're going to get canceled, like I had a tweet. I won't say who told me to take it down. I still think it was really funny. Uh, Don Lemon, had, you know Don Lemon yeah. from CNN. Yeah, he's oh no, he's very outspoken. Yeah, and there was a racist incident, I think, where someone said the N word. I, I think it was like that football player. He said the N word. Okay, so, uh, and Don Lemon was trying to uh, prove a point, so he he was holding up a cue card that, that spelled out the N word. Yeah. Oh, and you took a picture, I took right? A picture I think I remember it. that. And I said, "Wow, this new cue card guy, at CNN, <laughs> he's really going for it." <laughs> and I had an A-list comic. I won't say who his name was. Say, dude, you have to take that tweet down. It's very funny, but uh, you're on a particular show right now, Crystalia. Uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, me and Delia are tight, man. Uh, you know, yeah, but I don't. Know. You know, well, I just say hello and goodbye to Chris. Well, that's even like last week. I had a funny bit that was a video and I sent it to him first and was like, is this too Mm. much? And he was like, it's funny, but Holy Moly's about to premiere. And yeah, that's like you're you. If, if that got taken wrong, you would be in so much trouble. That's how she's a writer and a producer in Holy Moly Thursday nights with Rob Riggle and Joe. But like the whole show could be taken down if she, uh, you know, uh, post a video and I got taken. Yeah, of wrong. course. That One person screen, you know, like she taught me, you know, there's a lot of comics who this might come as a shock to the viewing audience that cheat on their significant others uh, <laughs> via Snapchat. And, and, yeah. and she was like, well, tell me, you know, you about the screenshots and like, you know, if you cheat, if you're a big comic on a TV show and you cheat on your wife or girlfriend, oh. And someone screenshots. Yeah, your, you're done. Like, dick pic or whatever. Well, don't even try. So that I now. had a. It's over, Johnny. I had a uh, a f- friend a few years ago that was seeing a comic at the comedy store mm-hmm. who was married. Keep mm-hmm. the names out. I'm gonna keep the names out for <laughs> all parties. Yeah. So basically, he sounds. They cool. were Snapchatting, oh. yeah. and he sent some stuff, and she accidentally screenshotted yeah. one of the conversations okay. and she wrote him back was like i didn't mean to screenshot that i'm so sorry it tells you right yeah it tells okay. you she's like i'm sorry like i really i 100 didn't and he called her and lost his shit on her and it was, can accidentally and, happen though yeah it can happen 
I think she was actually probably trying to show us, but he called her. And I mean, she called us after in tears because he screamed at her and was like, I am on a show right now. I'm mm-hmm. one of the leads. If this gets out, I could lose my wife. I could lose my house. I oh, could get God. fired. Like, fuck you, you stupid idiot. Like, really? Like, went off on her. Well, and like, she, and yeah. she was like, you know what? I apologized. I understand. But she also worked at an agency. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I could get in trouble too. Do you understand that? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have done anything. And she was like, I'm just going to end it with you because this That's is tough. too neurotic for me anyway. But. I've accidentally screenshotted on like Raya. Yeah. That dating app where they like, you can't like you get kicked off for yeah. that. They email you mm-hmm. like 90 seconds later. And they're like, telling, bitch. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I promise it was an accident. They're like, make sure to delete it. Do you know a way around that, though, is like if you screen record on your phone. Really? Yeah. Oh, it doesn't tell. That's a good call. Or if you like, you know how like you'll go to delete apps and you'll like swipe up and it'll show all the apps. If you screenshot that way, it won't tell them. That's either. yeah. That I've heard that if you screenshot those, because then you could just take the picture and edit it, mm-hmm. and it's the original picture. Point yeah. being, be careful. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't be sure shady. We're gonna get. Like I really think once this clears, like believe me that'd be fucking fun to work with i have uh i have insider trading on the other side of our thing yeah oh wow but like we would all i would would probably delete everything well there's a what will happen usually so this is good intel for anyone in the industry if you get on a show if you do not have a publicist yet Mm -hmm. every network television show has a publicist in-house ask yes ask them if they can help you go in and do a social media clean Mm -hmm. what they will do is they will take your platform you give them permission through their network yeah they'll go in and they'll just clean everything you will still have the same amount of followers you'll still be following the same amount of people yeah i've done it before you know what i did and they'll just clean you can do the search too but it's longer i well i did it when i i worked i was the writer's assistant on Mm -hmm. love on Netflix for I love Apatow. That show. That's great. I loved it too. I cried this The guy finale. who didn't vote for me in Roast Battle, total jobbed out decision. Fuck you, Judd. Right. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I'm sad that that got canceled though. I think it was one of the best written series. But I ha- I like, you know, it was like, obviously it was right before the Trump election mm-hmm. and it's a very liberal room, of course. And so I went through my Twitter and I was like, let's just look what happens when I type in at CJ Herrera fag. And I was like, 20 tweets. I was like, delete, delete, delete. Gotta go. I mean, 10 of them are like at Earl Skakel too. (laughs) Like, we used to say that. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Galern could ruin my career if he ever uh, (laughs) put out some of the voicemails I've left him. Anthony Jeselnik brought up a good point in one of his bits once where he's like, every five years, there's a new word that's taboo. Mm. He's like, Obviously, the N-word was years and years ago. Yeah. We all know not to say that. Yeah. Then it was, you know, fag. fag. Yeah. And and he's like, now you can't make any jokes about transgender people. And then he says it. And then he's like, now see how everyone in the room tensed up. Oh, I remember this joke. Yeah. And it, But it's so true. He's like, you know, you guys say I'm a racy comic and I am. But he's like, I just... I don't know what's going to be next or what's going to cancel me. He's like, so I live true to who I am Mm -hmm. and and I and there's a part of me that's kind of like 
when Earl says something that's kind of racy, I'm like, that's just Earl. Yeah. Because he's tr- he's a true good person. Yeah. He's true to himself. Like Jesselnick. Like, and Jesselnick's the same way. Yeah. Like he's Jesselnick is a nice person. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're it's around him or when you watch his stuff, you're like, I don't feel anything that's disingenuous with him. Is that no, right? he, that no, that's why him? he's successful though. So it's like when he does make a joke about killing babies, you're like, he wouldn't actually kill mm-hmm. a child. It's clearly like a dark character that's yeah. for show business. But then there's some people that make those jokes. And I'm like, I think you might actually be a bad person. But I think those people are not successful. Yeah. they. I think they hit a hit a level and then they're done. Yeah. I think that's a good call where it's like Jesselnick. It's like, yeah, he'll probably have a special in 18 months or two years. Like just he's like, just going to keep going. There's a, a producer that once told me when I was upset about a woman uh, in my field. And mm-hmm. he's, and he said to me, I'll never forget it. He was so right. He said, let me explain to you. You will never fuck your way to the top. You will only fuck your way to the middle. Mm. And when he said that, he's like, so just chill the fuck out about her. Yeah. He's so right because now older, I've seen all these girls and I'm like, oh my God, you're so, that's so true. But I think it's anyone is that you can get your way to the middle. It's never that. Yeah. That makes sense. It's like, there is a limit on how far, like, just like your body can take you. Mm -hmm. Like it just like, you cannot like, or your fakeness, your kiss assery. Yeah. At some point, like authenticity is the most attractive thing. And even when Mm -hmm. you're like with those people, you know, it's not authentic. And that's like, why the Jesselnicks of the world. Make I think it. that's the it factor that people don't get. They're like, what is it? I'm thinking, I, th- I think it's just, they're authentic. I firmly believe that mm-hmm. in success and everything, but in Hollywood, because that's where we are. I think about that a lot. I'm like, if you are authentic to yourself, you will always be funny. It is, you may get away with it for a little bit, but mm-hmm. you'll never be funny if you're lying. Like yeah. you have to embrace your honesty. And like, it's like a journey of loving yourself in a way. Cause if that's the only way to, land in that honest place yeah um which is wild that like comedy can be funnier through like a positive place which Did is you, weird have you been through therapy yeah i'm actively in it so yeah. i have a sorry you don't have to say no no it's fine. Um, I, don't care. I think a lot of people i think there's a lot of comedians especially that are so against therapy because they think it's going to ruin their brand yeah and i remember a few years ago i was in a bad place and I needed to go. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Tiana was the only person that pulled me aside and was like, I see a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that you should, you're the common denominator right now in this problem mm. and you need to go work on it. It's not going to fix you, but it's going to help you deal with Give you the tools. Your, yeah. It's cool. And I was like, well, what if it ruins my writing? And like, I'm, I'm a negative person. And that's how I'm very sarcastic. And she was like, you're always going to be the person you are. Mm -hmm. It's these tools are just going to help you deal with your emotions that you aren't actively trying to fix. Yeah. And that's cool. My career has gotten better after. Of course. So it makes me so angry when people are worried about it's going to ruin their brand. It's not. It's just going to make your life easier and how you process yourself. I had this moment with Bobby Lee when um, I was like 23 or 24, Mm -hmm. like the same exact thing. I was like, I don't want to go to AA anymore because like it's like too like I thought I wouldn't be funny. And he was like, no, he's like taking care of yourself is funny. Like, yeah, you'll be funnier. And like. 
I've always thought about that. Even when I started to go into therapy, like after I got divorced, I had been in therapy for like maybe a month or something. And mm -hmm. I really hit it hard after. And I really thought about Bobby. I was like, okay, this is like the journey to like true honesty and comedy. And like, it is. I like went crazy with it. Like I started doing like, um, like, uh, like therapy with fuck MDMA. Right. Okay. Like yeah. microdosing and stuff. Well, no, or I would get, I've done that microdosing mushrooms, mm -hmm. but I would actually have someone come over and give me like a full, like Molly. Basically. Oh, wow. And it'd be like, this. you know, that's what couple therapy was. Is that Molly was used for that. Really? That's what it was originally used for in the eighties is that's wild. That must've been a wild session. Cause it session. makes you want to touch each other. Yeah. For my sessions, I like, I, I've done Molly once in a party setting mm -hmm. where it was like that, but this is like so therapeutic in my brain going into it that what I do is I just lay down with, um, with a thing over my eyes, like a, whatever, like a mask. Yeah. And it, it's like a very psychedelic experience where this person is guiding me through like Yourself. basically the outer reaches of space in my brain. It's so pretty wild. Interesting. But yeah, that stuff, like I felt like it was the fast lane in therapy for me to yeah. grow. That's and a good show on Fox. Fast lane. <laughs> you know what I'm into right now is 911, the Ryan Murphy show. He loves Ryan Murphy. Oh, of course you love Ryan, Ryan Murphy. Dude, he's a high end. Ryan gay. Murphy would love him if he got him on a show. You know what's yeah. funny is we're all consistent when we're separate from each other. Because in my head, I'm always like, I love Ryan Murphy. Mm -hmm. I love like I'll watch any show that is through the lens of like a, a rich gay guy. Like they're fabulous. Well, that's like nine one one is a show about firefighters. I wouldn't really watch a show about firefighters most likely on network TV, yeah. but because like Ryan Murphy made it and I know he's like rewriting the scripts in some like ridiculous house in the Hills with like CB two furniture everywhere, like yeah. West Elm. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it. I trust him. I trust his opinion. Yeah. I am his hoe forever. I fucking love Ryan Murphy. Nip tuck, man. That was so beyond its years. It I was thinking that the other day too. I was actually thinking like Nip Tuck was like this weird pre like, like modern show. It was, it was, it was really we, good. I'd never seen it. He got me into it this year. We watched all of the seasons. It's so good. Cause I, I did American Horror Story Coven. I worked oh, cool. on that and I did Scream Queen. So I came from the generation of loving him for like that from all the American Horror Story and the OJ stuff. And so he's like, you need like to watch Queens. Nip Tuck. I love Scream Queens. Yeah. It's so bad, but it's bad like an 80s movie bad. It's with Emma Roberts, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's on. Everyone says she's a bitch. She's actually not. She's very nice. She was she's cool just, with you? Yeah. She's just really professional. She runs in like, I'll, I'll go to parties. A weird with, crowd. Well, I go to parties with that crowd mm -hmm. and she's kind of like in a like close parallel friend group. It's like, there's like these parties and there's like, it's basically like three friend groups and she's in one of them. Yeah. And so like, we'll always see each other at the same parties. But to me, she's like, uh, she's like a untouchable queen. Bee. She, <laughs> I, so I did American Horror Story and I did Scream Queens and okay. I knew her on that. And I think she just, I think she liked me because I didn't give a fuck about anyone on set. That's, I was like, I'm just here to collect my check and make this fucking show. She's so fucking famous. Too, and and rich. Yeah, yeah. So, and her dad was in the industry. Her aunt was in the industry. Mm -hmm. Like she's been around this shit for years. Yeah. She, I was always very nice to her and she was always cool with me. 
we liked we oh she liked because i would shop i had designer stuff and she yeah so she she reckoned yeah Yeah. she was like oh i like your shoes i like that (laughs) so i knew she was a cool bitch then so a few months later billionaire boys club which will never come out because of kevin spacey oh yeah i have stories on that poster that looks like wolf of wall street yeah by the way i used to play uh tackle football with joe hunt the uh, billionaire boys club founder <laughs> jesus the one that ansel played uh i well i like judd nelson has uh joe hunt but that was the tv movie um, i never saw billionaire boys club you, wanna, you worked on it I so i didn't work on it it was filming i was on jack reacher so i knew all the people oh. on billionaires i knew ansel's girlfriend okay and so i was at a bar with all of them this is when i met the elton john kid Earl. Anyway, there's a okay. whole other story with that. All right. Um, she comes up and give and like grabs me from behind. Emma does, and I'm like, "What the? F-? I almost backhand someone because yeah. I'm drunk." And it was her, and she's like, "Oh my god, I haven't seen you in so long." Because she was running around with that crowd. I always. Oh, that's awesome. That's really run cool. into her. I'm always on mushrooms around. Do her. you want to know a crazy story? So, I probably that's uh, fine if I tell this. Hmm. Ansel Elgort used to there was like a weird thing with him and Kevin Spacey on that movie and they did we baby driver. That have been, yeah. I've thought it. of that before. And my friend Gabby who did Godzilla and stuff, she was the accountant on both movies. So she had to oh, no. write off on all the expenses. Oh, and, no. <laughs> and like, I know I like him not like best, but I'm like friendly with Violetta, yeah. his girlfriend. So like I, if I see them out, I'm like, Hi. are they dating still? Yeah. That's the girl that's on his Instagram. Yeah. Okay. They're dating, but he used to like, is he the James Kennedy of that world? Yeah. Like Kevin <laughs> Spacey. You know I mean? Yeah. Kevin Spacey would like leave on a private jet and uh, they would call and be like, cancel L- uh, Ansel's plane tickets because you have to get accounting to approve that. Poor guy. And then, and then like they'd be like, he's going on Kevin's jet, and everyone would be like, what? The? There was like a lot of weird expenses. Oh, I. It all goes to the same conclusion that I know that yeah. you know. I I just think about that. I'm like, oh, I would ended up on the spacey jet too. It been so you would have. Oh, I know, and it would have been so annoying. Like he tried to touch my friend Eric's pee pee once. Really? Yeah. Like when all that stuff comes out, came out about him, everyone's like, yeah, we done been knowing that. Like that was with the Louis stuff with all of us. We mm-hmm. all, that shit was like so overdue. Louis mm-hmm. Anderson or Louis CK? <laughs> I watched his special. I fucking laughed. There he's you go. A, I mean, he's, he's funny guy. Funny. He's a perv, but he's a funny Listen, guy. OJ was a great football player, even better murderer. But like, uh, I mean, the Kennedys were nah, presidents, <laughs> but <laughs> your old family <laughs> was not. Yeah, but they didn't do anything, uh, you know, that wrong. I mean, you know, I will say I do get nervous being a young Hollywood blonde mm-hmm. dating a skagel sometimes because yeah. I know the fate of a lot Take of those Take care girls. of yourself. Can you imagine if TMZ was around when JFK was, you know, porking broads left Jesus. and right? Jesus. You know, I mean, they're so lucky they were president when he was and Robert would have been a president. You know Marilyn Monroe would have told all. Oh yeah. She would have been like she would have been the, the Kim Kardashian of her era. Like I'm writing a cartoon right now. Oh. That's like it's like in development right now at a production I company. Do you okay. I'm pointing at a jellies painting right now. Oh, man. I'm one of the most in demand voiceover actors in the world. What's called dead celebs. Uh-huh. 
and like a big part of it like is a constant like jfk right. and marilyn monroe can finally be free in the afterlife and so they're all hanging Good out together them. yeah I, uh, be the indian and predator he died uh, a year ago I, I don't know if that'll make the final cut of who should dead celeb you know <laughs> he was Earl, a celebrity earl only watches the same 10 things i'm kind of the same way eventually like but I, are yours stuff from not the predator. 80s no. Mine's like stuff from the nineties. That was before and 2000s. I was born. Yeah, but I'm fucking fifty-one. Yeah. I watch Heat like uh, like every That's eight, a, three weeks. Ugh. I remember watching Heat in high school, and when he's like, "Don't clarify. ever get too attached to anything. You won't walk out." Uh, uh, yeah, it, on thirty seconds or less, if you feel the heat around the corner. When I watched that at like fifteen, I was like, "That's gonna be my motto for the rest <laughs> of my life." I love that movie. But you have to clarify: it's the heat with Robert De Niro, not the heat with Burt Reynolds in nineteen eighty-seven, or not the heat with uh, Sandra Bullock. The, the heat. The heat. Yeah. Wasn't that the heat? Maybe. Yeah, I saw that at the Dome. Me, Sandy Danto, Stephanie Simbari. And Elizabeth caught. We that went. Sounds like an is, is Adam yeah. Ray in that? Yeah, that's Did why. Did you we know went. he dated Sandra Bullock? I didn't know that was public I info. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a Hollywood goss. Uh, <laughs> this might be a time to end the podcast. <laughs> okay, let's let's <laughs> end it on some goss. When we're talking about Adam Ray's dating life, it's. Uh, <laughs> I liked Ocean's Eight. Okay. I like taking in the ass nine. Hello, they had me at two. <laughs> Guys, I know all that's the Hollywood joke. goss. Uh, all right, well, let's wrap it up. Uh, bottom right. line, wrap it up. up. Uh, men are pigs. Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, uh, you know, final thoughts. Uh, my final thought on the documentary was: uh, Who has an all white house? Jesus, that, that was more <laughs> offensive than anything he was doing. Well, can you imagine if you took like a a blue light to that house? Oh, oh God! I feel like Earl has that like installed in his glasses. He's always got like a black light <laughs> going. That's how he knows what buildings are gay. Dude, well, 1135 Palms, such a gay building. <laughs> By the way, I've been kicked off of uh, Citizen twice in the last month. Wait, why? <laughs> Are you the- commenting funny shit? Yeah, I'm like... Uh, <laughs> He's I- also plugging his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You're out of... Ca- Dude, I am. I, you got to fucking tell Danish and O'Neill that. They're going to rip you for plugging your podcast on Citizen. I'm like, hey, there's a double homicide on uh, 939 Palm. If you want to hear about it, uh, go to the Inappropriate Earl podcast. <laughs> and then... Uh, That's hilarious. There was one funny thing where there's this really weird building on Larrabee. I think it's 932 Larrabee. There have been two murders there. Uh, they call it the Death House. And the other, like, what was it, a couple of weeks ago? Chandler, like maybe three weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, this guy is apparently on the roof with his kid with a BB gun Fuck. doing target practice. Jeez. Just some redneck shit. Just some for- right here. On yeah. Larrabee. Yeah. 932 Larrabee. So, so what, someone in the building, given the building's history, calls the cops, says there's an active shooter on the roof. So, like the scariest thing a cop hears, isn't it? In hundreds room. of cops now, three helicopters, sheriffs, police, Beverly Hills. Like, I've never seen, yeah. Uh, so, I start uh, live uh, <laughs> video videoing on, on Citizen, Citizen, yeah, like I'm a reporter for Channel 4, <laughs> and I'm plugging my podcast. <laughs> I'm saying it, I think it's Jews, it's always the Jews That's uh, during so tax good. season. 
and uh and then i start talking about these two weird brothers who live in the building and uh fuck man that sounds hilarious it is pretty funny and then apparently i got reported on citizen twice well yeah you're not giving good information dude what are you talking about i know the yeah. brothers there <laughs> they're fucking no they're weird. these two weird brothers that look like roadies for iron maiden and they're just they've been they've been banned from pavilions for stealing <laughs> and i'm just obsessed with them cuz they literally look like two two people remember the scene in escape from new york when the people are climbing out of the sewer at night yeah they look like those people and uh, great music in that movie oh yeah keyboards john carpenter 6 million dollar budget made like over 150 million dollars i think it's a perfect movie i have the soundtrack on the iphone 11 oh, right so here so good it's such a good cast too isaac hayes the duke of new york donald plett Pleasant, the Duke. President. That's my favorite uh, song. The Duke arrives. Oz Baker, the famous wrestler. All right, uh, Chandler, uh, what do you want to plug? Uh, where can people find you on? Internet? Um, just watch Holy Moly Thursday nights yes. on ABC, eight nine Eastern Time. Um, where can people find your social? Media? Oh, my social media is at Chandler Barbie, except for TikTok, it's at Chan Barbie. And Carlos Rera, king of uh, Vanderpump Dogs, watch <laughs> for that on E. Uh, you know, everyone gets a spinoff. We'll see you in La La at Tom Tom drinking martinis or pumpkin. She doesn't drink. I've been anymore. out of control at Tom Tom. I started drinking a year ago after being sober for like eleven years, and like, I think it was a good thing. It's more yeah. like a positive thing. Like, okay, and like. Tom Tom was is like not good for me. Like I'll get too drunk there. Do you get an employee discount because you work at Vanderpump Dogs? Yeah. Oh I'll shit. I'll get two pump teen or no, I'll go to pump and get two pump teenies. Go to Tom Tom, get some random Tom you know, butterfly vodka drink. Get made fun of, then go get roofied at Rocco's at midnight, dude. By the way, uh, I am not responsible for the inappropriate Earl stencil right outside a pump. <laughs> that is so fun. Dude, I want to be on the Earl Skakel street team. Street I'm going to go team. hit up Erwan. You <laughs> don't. You His street team's gassy. You were king of, well, I was trying Graffiti. to tell Chandler, what did you do? Kale. Kale yourself. Explain it to Chandler. Uh -huh. I, I, my graffiti went viral. But I what wrote, was the purpose? Tell, like, what was, was the silly. I forget. I wrote Kale Yourself on Beverly Boulevard, and then I would write funny things. Like, it started because someone wrote Reed Kerouac mm -hmm. on Beverly, and I thought it was annoying and, like, pretentious. So I X'd it out at, like, two in the morning, and I wrote, Rewatch the Sopranos. <laughs> so just to be gluttonous and dumb. And from then, I just kind of... You just decided to... Yeah. It's fun to kind of vandalize stuff, because then you're like... Oh, I'm into it. Well, I don't look system. at it as vandalized. That's why I like... Making it funny. That's yeah. why I like Fairfax, because all the kids there do that. SoundCloud. Exactly. I'm a SoundCloud comic. Oh, yeah. That's what he's texting I teach, me. I had to teach him what that meant. No. Well, he's already used it in the Benji group. Type. Here's For the thing. For those of you not knowing what we're talking about, if you live in LA, specifically Fairfax and Melrose... Uh, rappers um, like Tyler the Creator and, and spray paint their advertisements for new music on the ground. So if like if you're walking outside of Cantor's, you'll see like uh, Halsey's latest album being plugged or my yeah, it's guerrilla marketing. Yeah, it's, it's the ultimate in guerrilla marketing. Fairfax like the internet in 3D. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. And so posters, fashion. I told Earl at the beginning of quarantine we should do that, right? 
That was a great idea. The first night we go, it's 1 a.m. He's nervous because well, he's only- a child from Bel Air. Oh, I know he would be nervous. But it's also it's quarantine. There's no other cars out for cover. That's so perfect time to go. It is, it is. But the only people out are cops. No, I'm on team channel on this because Danto was nervous when I did it too. But like, you, yeah, but there's cars you just gotta out. be cool. Like, yeah. you gotta be quick. Yeah, but cops are right now. You could tell cops are Jones. Have I ever gotten caught for action? I almost did twice. So Earl, this whole night, yeah, is so nervous. He's like, I'll just be the lookout. I'll just be the lookout. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever, ready to go. Yeah. He, no lie, as soon as I've been down to do the first one farts it <laughs> smells so fucking bad because that's oh, what he does that's what he does when he's nervous. nervous oh man so the whole walk oh. for an hour smells like rotten eggs fuck it i know because, Earl's farts are brutal because you're so nervous and by the way i'm also not responsible for the two stencils outside of swingers <laughs> Good luck getting those off. Jesus. <laughs> and uh, whoever is taking down my posters on Fairfax and Melrose, trust me, there's a lot more posters where those came from, and there's a hell of a lot of adhesive spray in my balcony. Dude, we should do the inappropriate Earl ones outside of Lisa's places. I'm not Robertson. saying I did the one outside of Pump, but <laughs> the one I did, I mean, my street team did outside of Tom Tom has been mysteriously uh, it's disappeared. So I think so- one of the Toms was scrubbing it in the middle of the night. Well, someone painted J Lux. He finally got J Lux to say, like, oh, yeah, I'll do the podcast. Okay. He has contact information. Then Earl decides to put up posters. Of his podcast on one team, on one me. of Jay Lux's properties, <laughs> and then spray paints his <laughs> podcast in front of three other of his properties, and Jay Lux has that shit taken off within twenty four hours. Oh my has God. the street painted over, and Earl's like, "Who did this?" I'm like, "Your friend Jay Lux. Good luck ever getting him on your podcast That's now." Hilarious. For those of you who don't know, uh, <laughs> I realize we do a lot of local conversation here. Jay Lux is a commercial real estate guy in L.A., Hollywood, Beverly Hills. He literally has ninety five percent of all listings. Like even Tyler, the creator, was like, "I've got to meet this guy." Yeah. So one night at Equinox, I noticed Jay Lux has the the old H and M location. He just, I guess, made a deal to oh on Sunset to lease it. So I'm sitting there and I took a picture of it and I said to my friend Kai, "God, I wish I could meet this Jay Lux guy. He's everywhere." And I get a tap on my shoulder and going, "Hey, how you doing?" And I'm like, "Who are you?" He's like, "I'm Jay Lux." Like it was like meeting Kiss without the makeup. That's so fucking funny. You took a picture with him. I said, Will you do my podcast? He's like, Yeah. So I might have messed up that. It's not me doing it. It's my street team. I can't control them. They're out of control. Yeah. That's hilarious. Carlos, where can people find you on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok? At CJ Herrera on Twitter, Herrera Carlos on Instagram. I'm not on TikTok, but I think I'm going to join it Spell later today. Herrera, just from a- Herrera for your racist fans that don't know Mexicans. H E R R E R A, Carlos. The my way. fans are out of control, but I love you all. <laughs> Leave a review on uh, Apple Podcast. Uh, go listen to yesterday's episode, Wednesday. Uh, what's the day today? Uh, the 28th yeah so the 27th uh, episode of your mom's house by tom segur and christina Pazitsky, the daddy man makes his debut 
Uh, but don't you guys start tweeting at Bert Kreischer or Joe Rogan uh, saying, hey, put Earl on. You know, you got to be cool. You got to lay low and, you know, you can't get too aggressive. It hurts more than helps when you guys are like, and when you leave a review, don't oversell the podcast. One of you recently said, this is the greatest podcast ever. I mean, come on, man. Like, that was me. Let's not, okay, in that case, uh, don't oversell. <laughs> uh, so I love you all. Uh, tomorrow, Tate Fletcher from Westworld. Waco, UFC. I mean, we're just cranking them out. We're, I'm getting back to my roots, and I don't mean the TV show with LeVar Burton. Crazy.